Welcome to the Customer Experience Management Podcast, hosted by Anders Gustafsson and Carlos Velasco. In this episode, Anders interviews Dr. Jonas Holmqvist about luxury customer experiences. Welcome to a new episode of the Customer Experience Podcast. Uh, today, we have a very special guest. Uh, he's going to talk about luxury services. Uh, he is a very well-known researcher on the area, and it's, he's a very good friend of mine, uh, Jonas Olkvist. Um, so welcome to the podcast, and can you please tell, tell the audience a bit about yourself? Thanks, Anders. Very nice, nice to, to be here. So as you said, my name is Jonas Holmqvist. I'm originally from Finland, based in France since seven and a half years. Did my PhD at Hanken, but now I've been working at Kedge Business School, in which I focus mainly, obviously, on service marketing and luxury service marketing. And uh, I've been doing luxury for around five years. And of course, I do a bit about the luxury service experience for luxury brands and also luxury service experiences as such. So all my luxury research is focused on services or experiences, be they in the classic luxury sector and then looking at the service encounter in stores or luxury services such as luxury hotels, luxury restaurants, luxury spas, so on. Thank you. Uh, so what constitutes really a, a luxury service in, in your mind? What, what is a luxury service or luxury experience in your mind? So luxury service should be, uh, should be many things. Sometimes people think about luxury that it just needs to be expensive and it's luxury and of course that, that's the first thing that you understand one thing I, I often tell my my students is that luxury makes price price does not make luxury by that i mean that just because something is, 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 is expensive it does not become luxury but by the way it is uh, performed by the way the service is designed it will become expensive to take a very simple example in Bordeaux, Gordon Ramsay has his second best ranked restaurant. And with my students, we have visited this restaurant to, to see how, how the service is delivered. And for example, you have one waiter per table, very few tables inside, one waiter per table attending to every table. You always have your own waiter. There are, of course, a lot of very good good chefs in the kitchen. You buy quality material for the food. So by the way that the service is designed, it, it automatically becomes expensive. So it's, it's not just putting a high price, but rather delivering such a, such a good service that it requires a certain cost. So if if you compare a, a luxury service or a luxury experience to it to compare to a luxury good, what what would you say is the main difference really? The main difference is between the luxury service and luxury goods is that in the luxury service and experience sector we are very interested in concepts such as escapism and also the fun side. We want we say in our article with the Jochen Fritz. 
we will say in our article with Jochen Wirth and Martin Fritze that luxury services need to be exclusive and hedonic experiences. So we need this exclusivity in a certain form, but we also need the, the hedonism. And that part has been missing in the luxury goods sector quite much. Uh, luxury goods research to this day is still very much focused on the characteristics of the or the, the product, whereas luxury services are of course much more interested in the, the customer as well. So one way I would describe the, the difference is that luxury goods is more interested in what luxury is. Luxury services, luxury experiences, look at what luxury does for the customers. Thank you. Uh, yes, we, we are going towards the article you, you have written, uh, a very, very interesting article. It's published in, in Journal of Service Management. Uh, can, can you tell me a bit more about the background to that article? Why, why, why was it written? What can we learn from it? So with Jochen and Martin, we first met in conferences and found out that we were very, very interested in each, each, each other's research. We teamed up and started working on several projects, of which this article is one. And we really thought that there was a huge gap in the literature because we knew that in the luxury field, traditional luxury research, there was much written about how luxury is distinct from the non-luxury field. But it was only focused on the good sector. Whereas in service research, we did not really find any research into how luxury services are a different border services. So we found that service research has for many decades spoken about services being different from goods. Luxury research had spoken about luxury goods being different from ordinary goods, but there was no research into defining luxury services and explaining how luxury services on the one hand are distinct from non-luxury services and on, and on, on the other hand also distinguished from luxury goods. Thank you, Jonas. Uh, but if, if you sort of look at, at luxury services uh, per, per se uh, and compare it to a normal experience, what, what would you say is the main difference? So the main difference between a luxury service and a non-luxury service, obviously we think that the luxury service need, need to have, as I said, this aspect of exclusivity. Of course, this is something that I would say, say, define all luxury. If you look at the, the very classical article by Jean-Noël Capferrer, Vincent Bastien, they say that exclusivity is the sine qua non of luxury, that, that you need exclusivity in some, some form for it to be, be luxury. And of course, we find that very much that in the service sector, luxury services tend to be exclusive. But then, of course, we also have uh, obviously aspects such as uh, prestige, the social signifier. People often use luxury services in a different way. Uh, Normal services you can of course engage in for a variety of uh, of reasons, 
taking the uh, tram in Bordeaux is certainly no pleasure, but it's not necessary service. Whereas a luxury service, you, you almost always engage in luxury services to escape daily routines, have a fun, enjoyable moment. So we have both this fun aspect and the exclusive aspect. Very interesting. So escapism is, is sort of one of the key underlying factors. Yes. So how would you think about escapism in, in, in this sort of, what is it? So escapism, of course, is a very important concept and we know it goes back to Turner and, and from the start, it could be both escapism from something or escapism into something, escapism from is when you mainly want to escape a certain unpleasant situation. Escapism into is when you go into a situation that you enjoy. And of course, we mainly focus on the second part when we talk about luxury services. And the idea is that you, uh, for a short while, you, you can leave everyday worries behind. You can have a nice, enjoyable moment that lets you for, uh, for uh, get almost everything else you really in, in engage in this moment you become immersed in it so it's almost a transport and in the, the second article that, that we, we wrote with the look of Visconti, Christian Gerros, Blandin Gay and Aurelie Jesus, we look exactly at this how the luxury service allows people to transport almost into a, a different reality we looked at uh, the very famous French service provider La Durée, which is very upscale pastries, and they have uh, boutiques in which the service scape is designed to uh, facilitate this uh, transportation. It's very old style. It echoes the French court at Versailles, and we found that many French customers spontaneously talked about feeling the transported back in time. We had the people telling us they felt like being at the port of early the 16th. Uh, we had uh, people saying they felt like a princess, like a, a duchess. So uh, stepping back in time, we, we found really that there was this transportation in time for many French customers, whereas many tourists who came to France felt this transportation to a different identity. We had. I, I, I recall one Italian customer saying she felt like by going to La Durée, she became a Parisian. She felt that her identity changed towards becoming more French, more Parisian. So we found this transportation, both transportation in time, transportation in identity, of course, just for a short while, while engaging in the service and the service, both the service in store, the service escape, Everything facilitated this transportation, the escapism. To me, it sounds like uh, the senses have a bigger role in, in, in luxury experiences. Am I right? Certainly, certainly. It's a very important part of the luxury service game. And it's something I always teach in the class as well that, of course, we want in luxury stores, you would typically have, of course, music in the background, which should suit. The, the brand image. Uh, you should also, also have a fragrance. Of course, many luxury brands have their own fragrance. Obviously, drug tree, uh, 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 boutique is very aesthetically 
designed you don't put that many products visible because the design is more important than filling into the store with the products you want almost luxury store to look like the kind of art museum so you appeal to all senses you appeal to the visible you appeal to to the sense so, sorry to the olfactive so yes you should really appeal to all senses in the luxury service game and it's a very important part so you, you mentioned the uh, brand fragrance Do, is it sort of also brand music or or sort of what what's not really it tends in most luxury uh, stores it tends to be let's say uh, modern classic so of course you don't want perhaps uh, you don't want necessarily a punk band playing in a luxury store even though personally i think it would be uh, be very fun but of course luxury brands tend to play it safe so the music tends to be in my personal taste a bit bland it's not engaging music as such but it's more music to invite the sort of uh, as i said this somewhat the traditional which is very very important in the, the, the luxury sector yeah i mean more specifically music uh, either appeals to to the brand or builds the brand or or uh, it, it either uh, has a functional aspect meaning that people walk slower and faster uh, so exactly exactly what would you say sort of more towards the functional aspect it's more towards the functional yes certainly i even make this experiment i have taken one luxury ad a very classic luxury ad that i show my students in in class with the sort of instrumental soft slow slow music then i show them the same ad which i have edited to a Hungarian metal band, and of course, the, it uh, completely changes the perception. Some like it more, some like it less, but that's not the idea. But yes, so music in the luxury uh, sector tends to be very uh, slow, uh, rather soft. So what about? I would even say that at times it tends to be a bit boring. So I even say this in the class. And to me, and also when we have, we have been sort of working with Jochen and Martin, one thing that, that really interested us was that we found that many luxury experiences, they really need to facilitate the escapism we discussed. By the same time, the ads they put out tend to be often very boring, very boring ads in which nothing happens. You see pictures of the establishment. I've seen many luxury hotels without long ads, which you, you just see pictures of the hotels, no people, no action, and the classical music. So I feel that many luxury brands need to learn the, this lesson that that escapism really drives the luxury experience. So uh, I, I usually talk about emotions uh, and, and the role of emotions, uh, but would you say emotions are, are have different have a different role in a luxury experience or? Yes, I would say so. You have perhaps a smaller set of emotions in a luxury experience, but at the same time, they always need to be there because my emotions when I use normal services can range from the, I mean, being completely indifferent to being frustrated every time I take a train in France, I know I will end up frustrated at some point. So. Of course, in the luxury service sector, you always want customers to enjoy the service. 
So the enjoyment is a very important part. Of course, I think all service providers want customers to enjoy the, the service, yes, but in most normal services, it is not really uh, crucial if, if customers enjoy it or, or not. Whereas in the luxury sector, since the whole service experience should deliver in enjoyment, if your customers don't feel it, then there's a serious problem. Uh, in, in your work, uh, you have introduced something called the luxury ordinary continuum. Can, can you help me understand that a bit better? Of course, yes, yes. So uh, this, this is in, in the article we did with Jochen and Martin, and we looked at, at several different services, ranging from the very sort of everyday service, something that is not, not luxurious at all, and then uh, going towards the very, very top, top luxurious services. So for instance, if we, if we start with something that's certainly not luxury in any way, we had the Mac Cafe, Mac Ketoron's coffee, I think everybody would say it's not luxury in any way. Perhaps already if you go to Starbucks or to a, a gourmet a cafe, I mean, in Sweden you have Johan at Newsom, a very nice cafe, for instance. You still, of course, are not in the luxury sector, but you move towards something called the everyday uh, luxury. So, sort of small, pleasurable experiences you can enjoy every day. We have this concept of Mastige, which is a combination of mass and prestige, meaning services that are a bit more prestigious than the normal service in the same sector, still are not luxury as such, but it can be this uh, moment of luxury, something enjoyable in your everyday day, uh, day life, say like a short, pleasurable break in your everyday life. Then moving on in this luxury continuum, we have a standard luxury, which would be going to a very nice restaurant, staying in a five-star hotel. These things we certainly don't do every every day, but we can can afford at times. You can have can go to a luxury spa, for instance. It's a very nice nice luxury spa here in Bordeaux. That some of my female friends attend, uh, of course, not every day or every week, but but perhaps once every month. Then we we finish this luxury, luxury ordinary uh, continuum with elite luxury, something that of course very few people uh, can afford. So you can have your own private charter jet. You can have your your personal butler. So we sort of move on this uh, continuum from the very basic everyday up towards something that people can usually afford regularly, which is a bit more expensive than to this, this standard luxury, which in the service sector perhaps you, you can, can attend to a few times each year, to the elite luxury, which is very much uh, sort of reserved for a few. So help me understand it a bit better. Can, can you even think about uh, introducing uh, sort of more luxury in, in a more standardized service? Uh, would that be beneficial or, or sort of, how, how would you think about that? I think that in some service sector, you can certainly, uh, the, the uh, typical example for me would be Nespresso. Of course, Nespresso sells, sells instant coffee, which from the start is not luxury in any way. So the actual product 
the Nespresso is not luxury at all, but at least here in France and in Italy, all uh, all uh, Nespresso uh, boutiques are designed to look like luxury uh, boutique. They are always placed in between luxury uh, luxury stores. So here in here in Bordeaux, for instance, you find the Nespresso between Louis Vuitton and Hermès. The service experience is not was a complete luxury, but the idea is still to offer this uh, personalized service. So say that that Nespresso is some is a brand that has a very basic ordinary product and tends to market themselves through a service that is not luxury as such, but which sort of echoes the many elements of the luxury service. But then to answer your question more more broadly. I don't think that, for instance, the uh, telephone operator or a tram is that they have any interest in introducing the luxury as such. No, because of course luxury, as we said, always comes with this escapism part. If you don't have the escapism, it's almost certainly not a luxury experience. So I don't see the need for normal services to introduce luxury unless there are normal services in a sort of a sector that already fits the, the, the luxury category, such as cafes, restaurants, clubs, spas. So if, if we go back to, to your article again, um, is there some main takeaway? What, what, what should we learn uh, from, from your article? I mean, if, if, if there's something, some takeaway for customers or, or if, if there is some specific takeaway for, for firms? For firms, certainly, yes. So of course, our, our idea in the article was to really explain what luxury services are and lay out why managers need to understand luxury services to distinct from both the ordinary service and the luxury goods. I think all your your listeners know the service sector already, so I don't need to uh, to repeat uh, all the differences between uh, services and 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 goods as such. But obviously, in the luxury sector, we find several uh, additional takeaways. Of course, I come back to this main main point because it's such such an important point that managers need to understand in the luxury service sector that they really provide an escapist experience. And I emphasize this because I, I find so many luxury service providers not really understanding the importance of the escapism. They understand the service encounter very well in the sense that they understand how to design nice service capes. They understand the usually very well how to treat customers in encounters, but they don't really understand the need to go further to introduce the escapism to allow customers this escape from the daily routines. I, I think uh, if, if we look at Pine and Gilmore and, and when, when they're sort of talking about customer experiences, I think they, they emphasize memorable moments quite a lot. They, they do, yes. And of course, the whole concept of escapism as such also, we, we of course take it partly from Pine and Gilmore, and then it was, it was 
Atwell and Williams who introduced it to the rugby field. So, of course, Pyrene Gilmore is a very important concept to understand luxury services. And even in my course, or, or, or experiential luxury, I start with an overview of Pyrene Gilmore exactly since this concept is so important to understand the, 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 the luxury service. And just as you say, you really want the luxury service to be a memorable standout. And we discussed this also in the article with the Bjorken and Martin, that one risk many luxury service providers have is that, of course, if you engage in something on a regular basis, even the extraordinary reverts to being ordinary. If you always stay in luxury hotels, if you always dine in luxury restaurants, then, of course, this eventually it tends to, to of course, lose the capital part. Yeah, and, and I, I think what uh, Pine and Gilman doesn't emphasize as much is, is sort of more the efficiency, efficiency aspect of, of uh, experience or, or time well spent. Yes. So and what, what you're talking more about is sort of the luxury part, but I'm guessing that uh, ordinary services like going to, to, to a workshop with, with a car or, or uh, any other sort of, sorry, but, but more mundane. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's probably sort of uh, maybe a bigger emphasis on, on, on efficiency than, than uh, memor memorabilia. Certainly, yes. So, of course, and I, I think, just as you say, in normal services, we want them to function well. That is sort of the main thing we, we expect. We don't expect a normal service to be memorable as such. And as you know very well, unfortunately, if we remember an everyday service, it's usually due to a, to a service failure. Whereas in the luxury service, we always want this memorable aspect. We want this uh, transportation to leave everyday life behind. So, Jonas, uh, can, can you tell me more what, what, what you're doing research on? What, what sort of, what, 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 what is your enthusiasm? Where, where, where is it going now in terms of luxury service? Of course, uh, gladly. One thing we are really interested in now is how do you transform this amazing luxury service gate that you find in luxury stores to an online setting. We have, of course, seen that more and more customers buy luxury online, especially during the COVID. Of course, most stores were in lockdown and the digital luxury sales doubled in that, that time. And of course, all the economy is moving towards more, more purchases online. For luxury brands, this is a huge problem because Chanel still refuses to sell the luxury online. Chanel says that the spirit of Chanel can only be found in the store. And I understand what they are saying, because of course you want to be able to feel this very exquisite service case in the Chanel store. But at the same time, of course, the world is moving towards digital sales. So how can luxury brands sort of echo this exquisite so how can luxury brands transform this nice service case in the store to a digital service case? And it's very hard because 
this, of course, comes back to the very essence of what a luxury service is. It should be something special, something memorable. When you buy something ordinary, as you said, you want just to buy it, you want functionality. When people buy luxury, they want the whole service ceremony in store. And how can they get that online? So that is one thing we are studying right now. We are looking at the luxury brands and how they try to adapt this very sumptuous service scape to an online setting. And we are finding that it is very hard and they struggle with it. So do you have any advice, any tips on how to do it? Uh, yes, obviously. Uh, you need to involve customers. And of course, the hard part, because all firms can develop a nicely looking website. It's very simple. So just with a nice design on the website is, of course, expected of a luxury brand. But of course, not enough. You really need to make the customer an, uh, an actor. In the editorial we wrote for JBR about unconventional luxury, we talked about uh, authentic luxury, how the customer needs to become the creator of their own luxury experience. So I think that what luxury brands need to understand, and it's very hard for them because luxury brands have been so focused on that they create the entire experience. They have all the cards at hand and they just let customers enjoy the experience. In order to succeed online, they need to let go of this idea that they deliver everything because online you can't do it. You can't appeal to all, all senses. So you need to, to come up with something different. And since the escapism part is so important, you need to have even the online purchase to feel escapist in some way. So you need to allow customers to become actors who create their own story, that's what you say. Very, very interesting. And, and uh, I mean, what we find in research is that, that uh, people or customers use the, the online uh, when they do online shopping, it's more for utilitarian purposes, and, and, exactly. and uh, the the stores are more for hedonistic purposes. So it's yeah. a, it must be a challenge for 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 luxury services uh, specifically to, to do it sort of memorable uh, online. Certainly, yes, it's a huge huge challenge. Uh, thank you so much, Jonas. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thank I, you. I, I hope to. Uh, to do another podcast with you in the near future because i know that that you're doing a lot on 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 uh, uh, sort of the role of, of, of language in, in research and indeed uh, yes that is my other interest so I, I i i think that that is also hugely important in terms of, of uh, the experience part so I, I look forward to do that in the future as well my pleasure thank you